One of the hottest topics in nutrition these days is the concept of clean eating. But let me tell you, there is no unified definition of this. And why is this important? Because some claims of clean eating plans are actually healthful and beneficial, while others are just new fad diets and they're full of restrictions and food rules that come with the same repercussions as all the other fad diets. So let's discuss what clean eating encompasses and parse out the good and the bad. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Hello and welcome. So you could ask any person who says they practice clean eating, what exactly does that mean? And you know, you're likely to get different answers from each person. What's difficult about that is one, it's really hard to determine if a food plan is going to be helpful or sustainable, or if it's going to be more restrictive rules and short-lived and temporary when you really can't even get a specific definition of what it is. Two, it's also going to be hard to know which nutrition information you're hearing is true, if any, if it's all over the map. And three, it's hard to find out what the proposed health benefits are from an eating plan that varies so much from one source to the next. So let's first talk about the word clean being used here. Clean? That's kind of almost a moral imperative, isn't it? You've heard that cleanliness is next to godliness, which is not scripture, by the way. So gee, I better make sure I'm eating clean too. It's really hard to argue with that. It almost makes you feel gross if you're not participating in that. So let's define clean. What is meant by clean? Well, does it mean what the Bible says clean means? Let's see. Well, God called all foods clean. He said that all foods were clean in Mark 7, meaning it isn't the food going into a person that defiles them or poisons them, but it's what's already in his heart that usually comes out through his actions and his mouth or hers. That's probably not what is meant by clean. So let's talk about, does it mean what we all understand clean to mean in every other realm of life? That impurities contaminants, foodborne microbes, and toxins are not part of that food? Well, that's probably not it either, since these contaminants can occur in almost any food at any time, and there's really no way to fully predict this. So that's probably not what's meant by clean eating either. Well, then what does clean eating mean? Well, honestly, it's all in where you go for the definition. I thought it'd be kind of fun to do this little experiment here with you, See if it works. I may never do this again, but I think it'll be fun. I'm going to look at the different ways clean eating is defined and described or marketed online right now while I'm talking to you, while I'm recording this podcast. So what I did in advance of this, of course, I had already looked into clean eating definitions knowing that I couldn't really define it. So 
I'm going to kind of prove that here, but I did do a Google search of the term clean eating, and then I just kind of opened up a bunch of tabs across my browser here. Some from sources that I generally would think of as more reliable in the healthcare field, uh, some from celebrity touting sites, some from websites that are using the term clean eating in their titles, and some from marketing websites. So let's see, I have a range here, and I thought this might be kind of interesting and fun. All right, so let's just go across the top of my browser here. I'm going to go to a reputable site first, like WebMD, and let's see what they say about clean eating, nine ways to eat clean. And really, they're just using the term for foods that are as close to natural as possible instead of foods that come, I'm assuming, prepackaged packages and boxes and bags. Oh, the Grinch would be a fan. Or prepared with like mixed ingredients, I guess, frozen meals, that kind of thing. I guess those wouldn't be considered clean versus probably anything you find in the produce department that's just in its raw form. That's what I'm getting from this. Even maybe meats that haven't been cooked or prepared along with anything else or mixed with anything else. You know, the thing I'm seeing though, I see a sentence here saying that a whole turkey is better than, say, frozen turkey meatballs. Why? I want to challenge that a little bit because it certainly sounds like the right thing to say, but why? Why is having a whole turkey instead of frozen turkey meatballs clean? The implication meaning better or healthier. All right, we're just going to hold on to that. We're going to come back to that thought later. So they're just kind of encouraging readers to stay away from things that have extra sugars and salt and saturated fat. And yeah, I mean, that is a healthier way to feed your body. So overall, I think that's a clear definition. And the idea of that, I wouldn't say is bad at all. Okay, so let's go to the Mayo Clinic. All right, what does it mean to eat clean? Again, um, yep, more whole foods such as fruits vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, healthy fats. Yeah, I'm loving that. That's all good food. That's good stuff. And limit highly processed snack foods, sweets, and other packaged foods. Okay, so while they're promoting very nutritious foods, there is that similar limiting of things that are not in their natural whole form. All right, so the question in my head at this point is why is this now called clean eating and not just the basics of nutrition. I don't know why that's labeled something other than what dietitians have been teaching for all time. All right, let's go to another site. This one looks like an online magazine. This online magazine seems to actually be, oh, be debunking or debating the idea of clean eating, that it was a fad when it came out. And even though it's been, quote, thoroughly debunked, it shows no signs of going away. So obviously, I don't think they're going to use the same definition of clean eating as we just saw in like the Mayo Clinic and WebMD. So let's see what they are talking about for clean eating. Okay, so what they're talking about is that when clean eating first came about or first gained some notoriety and gained all this attention, the the woman who was promoting it sold lots of programs, but she ended up very, very sick. It sounds like she was basically really restricting a lot of foods. Yeah, she she was only eating a raw vegan 
diet. So mm, yeah, that's basically restricting everything that's good in life. All right, now let's look at how the very place we should go to for nutrition information, how some celebrities are defining clean eating and what they're promoting. Here's JLo. Let's see. JLo looks like it includes only organic produce. I mean, other foods as well, but as far as produce, it's only organic. Okay. Um, Kourtney Kardashian, I guess she's had a big voice in the clean eating movement. And for her, she's saying gluten-free. And then it says, quote, many diet restrictions, whatever those are. Okay, let's check out Jennifer Aniston is, quote, usually clean eating, meaning some meat and veggies for meals. Okay, not really descriptive. And now Olivia Wilde apparently was a long-term, quote, clean eater. Uh, For her, that meant eating vegan. Um, Now she eats only some animal products and calls that I'm still mostly clean eating. Okay, so for her, clearly it has to do with vegan and no animal products is clean eating. All right, so just based on these celebrities alone, clean eating could be organic, could be gluten-free, could have many diet restrictions, it could be veggies and meat, or it could be animal-free. Okay, so let's go on to Harvard Health. They have an article entitled Clean Eating, the Good and the Bad. So it looks like they maybe are going to take a little bit of a critical thinking viewpoint on this, which I'm all for critical thinking. All right, so they're defining it as a trend, but saying that even though it's called a diet, it's really more of a dietary approach. And I like that far better if clean eating is being defined the way that we saw in the more reliable sources, meaning maybe that WebMD, the Mayo Clinic. Uh, But they're acknowledging that the movement can go to extremes. Mm -hmm. Yep. When people try to avoid all traces of sugar and different additives, preservatives and flavors. Yeah. That's where I think, honestly, a lot of people are getting sucked in to that aspect of it when they hear about clean eating. Oh, hold up. I just came across a second Mayo Clinic article and they're really emphasizing not having any added sugar. Ooh. They want you to be having unsweetened tea, unsweetened coffee, water and seltzer instead of sugar-laden beverages. Now, one of the easiest ways to consume less energy each day is to give up some of those sugar-sweetened beverages. And of course, there are more nutritious options than those, but we don't want to imply that foods with sugar in them are unclean. Um, huh? Then they go on to say, use honey instead of sugar. Well, honey is a sugar. Honey is still a sugar, and it's going to do the same thing in your body as sugar would, for the record. All right, let's go to the American Heart Association. I am hoping for this one to pull through for me because generally, it's a really good site for resources. It's a great organization for education. So I am looking forward to seeing what they say. I think it'll be good. Okay, they're basically interchanging the terms clean eating and healthy eating. So it started out maybe with a little clickbait in order to use the word clean eating, I think, maybe, perhaps, because then they go directly into healthy eating, which again, vegetables, fruit, whole grains, more plant sources of protein, like beans and legumes, nuts and seeds, all for that. Yep. So basically, it's the same thing we've already talked about many times over the podcast of what more nutritious food items are. Um, Nothing new here. But, you know, maybe a little clickbait with the term clean eating because it's never mentioned again. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break because there's a YouTube video 
that I want to watch where someone's actually answering what clean eating is and says she's going to demonstrate it. And I think that would be kind of boring for you to listen to me listen. So I'll summarize it when we get back. Hey, sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. Okay, we're back, and I did watch this video. It wasn't as bad as what I was dreading. And it did promote eating foods that were in their natural state around 80% of the time and then 20% of the time eating you know, other things that you want. So I did like that a lot. But there were some issues I think needed addressing in it. Um, this one talks a lot about avoiding artificial ingredients and preservatives. I'm going to revisit that next week <laughs> for a very specific reason. I think it needs a whole podcast. She said all food groups should be included and are allowed, so that's good. But then her example showed not having any dairy or gluten in the ingredient list. So that was kind of contradictory. And she said really clean eating, if you were to narrow it down, is just to use single ingredient foods, meaning a banana, a piece of meat, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if she mentioned meat, but um, that kind of a thing. Or at least foods with a shortened ingredient list of ingredients only that you can recognize. So let me challenge that right now. Ready? Dihydrogen monoxide. Do you want to eat that? Do you want to see that in an ingredient list? It must be bad for you, huh? Because, I mean, I don't recognize that. Do you recognize that? It's water. How about ergocalciferol? You going to eat that? It's vitamin D. Ascorbic acid is vitamin C. Peroxidine hydrochloride. What in the world? I'm not sticking that in my body. Mm, I hope you do. It's vitamin B6. And ready for this mouthful? <clears throat> I always have trouble saying this one in one shot. Let's try it. Docohexanoic. Nope. Docosahexanoic acid. <sighs> Who the heck wants that in their body? Mm, I hope we all are getting that. We're not getting enough of it. That's omega-3 fatty acid. So unless you're well-versed in your OCHEM notes and have those top of mind, you maybe shouldn't take this as a hard and fast rule because when you're listing ingredients, they're often given by their chemical names and you're not going to know what those are. So just because you don't recognize or understand or are familiar with an ingredient on an ingredient list, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or poison. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to go to, oh, this is a journal article, so I'm not going to read through this because those are long. I love journal articles, but I will not do that to you. But it's from the Journal of Eating Disorders, kind of questioning, is it helpful or harmful clean eating? And that's exactly where I would want to come from. These are the things I would want to find out. Is it helpful or harmful? Again, I'm not going to bore you with that, but let's go over to a website that's just a private business website but it has clean eating in the title. So really they're making their marketing about clean eating. So let's see, they should be able to define it. All right, not on the main link here, but oh, there is a what is clean eating link. So let's go there. Okay, admittedly they say there isn't one standard definition. <laughs> That's clearly very true. That's part of the issue here. 
but they do claim that clean eating has to do with, quote, real food, that it incorporates real food. Um, versus what? Mr. Potato Head? If it's not real, is it not food? They say it's eating whole foods most of the time. I'm glad they added that in the most of the time, though. That's important. Choosing organic and sustainable options whenever possible. Okay, well, a second vote for organic. You're with J-Lo and meeting your individual needs. Well, that's a good thing to put, but I do wonder how many people know what that means. How does someone know about meeting their individual needs without a physical exam or a diagnosis of, you know, what your micronutrient needs are? So maybe that was kind of pulling in some fad words into a sentence, you know, real food, whole food, whenever possible, meet your individual needs. Sounds nice, but, you know, what does that actually mean? All right. Yeah, I don't really have a huge problem with that except for, I'd say, the lack of maybe clarity. All right, let's go to this whole magazine using the word clean eating as its title, and let's see what they have to say. Well, okay, it's just recipes. Um, Not really any text telling me anything. Let me see if I can infer what they mean by clean eating based on the recipes. Um, I don't think this person or magazine really has a distinct definition of it based on the recipes. Of course, I'm not spending a lot of time here, so... All right, some of these have been fairly balanced with what they're promoting. Um, let's look at just one more website here. Last one, let's go over to Healthline. It says, ways to start clean eating. Oh, good. And they're talking more like a diet pattern and a lifestyle. That's good. I would prefer um, to have people incorporate nutritious foods as a diet pattern and a lifestyle. That's really good. Uh, while we don't want food rules and restrictions, it's good to know what foods can make up a very balanced, healthy plate, a healthy meal for you that will really nourish your body well with what it needs. You know, the problem is coming when it's restricting certain foods or food categories right off the top. Okay, right now, I see it says to stop eating refined carbs. Stop? Well, that is really an unfounded food rule. Eh, nope. We don't need to stop eating refined carbs. Wait, what? Now it's saying to avoid vegetable oils and spreads. What? It states that vegetable oils don't meet the criteria for clean eating. Eh, nope. Okay, so again, very contradictory from some of the other uh, things that we've read that were promoting vegetable oils. So no, I disagree with that completely. Uh, when it says, let's see, it says to steer clear of added sugar in any form. And eh, no, that is such a restrictive food rule. It's unnecessary completely. All right. So they started off strong here, but they did not end strong. All right. Here's the bottom line here from what we're seeing. Well, you're listening to this podcast for a reason because you've already probably identified with the fact that You've been on all the restrictive diets. You've lived by all the food rules and you have found that they just don't work or they don't last because we often go back to the starting place, the starting condition we were in before we ever started the crazy diets, every single one of them. Only this time now, there are repercussions. There are physical, emotional, mental repercussions. So we don't want to promote health via restriction. We don't want to promote health via diets and food rules. And saying things like, this is a good food, this is a bad food. 
We've talked about that a lot. And unfortunately, that seems to be a lot of what this is hinting at, if not outright saying it. So while the premise of eating whole fruits and whole vegetables, leaner meats, you know, why? <laughs> I don't know why leaner meats are whole or clean. They don't actually define that now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, leaner dairy, more plants in your life, all that is wonderful and I fully support that. But when you start making that into strict rules and moralizing the food choices, no, that is not where we're going. It's not going to last and you know that because you've done it a million times. Let's talk the good here. What, what can I support about this clean eating premise? Well, some of the messaging and some of the sources are really just promoting foods that are very nutritious and can add really, really greatly to a person's health and their well-being and their food satisfaction when eaten often as part of their healthy lifestyle. I'd love to see more people enjoying fiber-rich and antioxidant-rich fruits and vegetables and whole grains and enjoying foods lower in the saturated fats, such as the lean proteins and the plant proteins. I'd also love to see an inclusion of the low-fat dairy and fish, which weren't really mentioned anywhere as clean, outside of maybe those professional healthcare-focused resources. Now let me talk about the problems and concerns I have with clean eating, and I have a few of them, actually. Um, the concerns I have about clean eating or the concept in general, whatever that concept is, are one, we saw it can be used kind of as a marketing term, right? Just to garner your attention. It's a hot topic right now. So, hey, let's get some website clicks, right? And we saw that maybe happen. We saw maybe a little clickbait here. Um, and what I didn't mention is even in those, some of those celebrity sites, I was bypassing other ones that were calling something clean eating and then not talking about clean eating at all. So, I think there is a clickbait aspect to it, maybe, um, just to get your attention. That's marketing, baby. All right, my second concern with clean eating. The inference is what? If you're not eating clean, then what are you doing? Are you eating dirty? Are you impure? If you're not eating this way, you know, that revs up our emotion. That attaches to our conscience and really has no business doing that. Third, you heard it and I heard it the moralization of the foods themselves. The processed are bad foods. The sugars added are bad foods, whereas the whole natural form, well, those are the good foods. But you know, all foods feed you. All foods are a gift from God. All foods actually bring some nutrition of some form. Yes, there are options that will nourish your body better than others, but it doesn't make these foods good or bad. It's not a sin to eat a cookie. A cookie that's made with refined flour and ooh, sugar. That's not a sin. It's not an immoral act to do that. Praise God Almighty. Four, another issue that I have with clean eating is clearly the inconsistent messages from one source to another, but even within a single source. For example, I did read through several other websites that I didn't happen to open today. One of them was talking about, of course, only whole natural foods, but then it talked about using monk fruit or stevia instead of sugar. And what they were talking about was not using, say, a stevia plant and going and picking off the leaves and putting that in your food. No, it was talking about the extracted powdered or liquid form of either monk fruit or stevia, which is not anywhere close to natural. That is highly processed. So even with in a source, the messages can be inconsistent and very unclear and undefined. All right, my fifth concern with all of this is clearly the ambiguous terms. I just alluded to that. 
what do you mean by whole? It's often not even defined. Or what do you mean by unprocessed? What's the limit there? What's the line there between unprocessed and processed? You know, are you just going to go to the farm and pick it yourself? Or has it gotten processed to the degree where it's sellable in your regular grocery store? Or is the line even further down that supply chain? Remember the turkey we talked about eating a whole turkey? Well, why is that whole? It's processed to some degree when I buy it at the store because it's not gobbling at me and running away with feathers and feet. I'm a little bit harping on the whole turkey thing because, you know, it takes forever to make a whole turkey. And they're very expensive and enormous and take up a ton of room in your fridge and you're probably not going to eat all of it anyway. So again, I'm going back to the question I asked earlier, why is it better to eat only whole turkey over, say, frozen turkey meatballs? Is it because of the added ingredients? And maybe there's some preservatives in there that are mucking up the ingredient list. Are preservatives actually all that bad? Why? Why? I'm just trying to get you thinking here. It can certainly be intimidating to look at a food label and see all of these crazy words and terms. Sometimes you hear that you really should never eat preservatives or anything with additives or chemicals in the ingredient list. And really, all you want to do is feed your family with safe, healthy, and nourishing foods. So I've created a little infographic for you that's available only in the February 2022 newsletter. It's going to break down all the different names of the preservatives and additives and what they're doing, whether or not they're safe, how to recognize them on a food label. So go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and sign up for the newsletter where you can get this and any future free resource going forward. Link in the show notes. My sixth issue with clean eating. Think about what this would entail. This would be a very time-consuming way to eat every meal, every snack, and say you're cooking for an entire family. So should you now have guilt if you're a busier person and you can't put this much time into feeding every person in your whole family every single time, starting from scratch, starting from a whole turkey versus a turkey meatball that was frozen and prepared in advance? Am I going to make an entire turkey every time I want to have a turkey sandwich? Oh, well, wait, hold on. Maybe we can't even eat bread because it has gluten. It has more than one ingredient in the list. Mm, Another question. But anyway, no, of course I'm not going to make a whole turkey for that. They didn't really mention this anywhere that I read. But, you know, canned vegetables, they're processed with salt in it. So can you not use that? Maybe you can't. Maybe you have to start from scratch and eat only the whole natural foods. Well, that's extremely time-consuming and therefore very guilt-inducing for people that just can't do that perfectly day in and day out all the time. You're not doing anything wrong or being dirty by not eating only foods that you've prepared from scratch 24-7. Is that message getting out there? I hope so. I haven't seen it, but I hope so. I'm going to say it. There, the message is out there now. All right, my seventh, (laughs) my seventh issue Now, what I'm going to say here actually might be a little surprising and it might be a little frustrating because I'm actually not going to finish the thought until next week, but here's my shocking statement. It's certainly controversial anyway, but another problem I have with this whole overarching concept of clean eating is that it's assuming that everything that's been altered or modified or processed in any way or has anything added to it is therefore unhealthy. Does that surprise you that I'm saying that? I know it seems like that just has to be true. It must be true. But is it? 
Actually, it isn't. And that's not a universally true statement that we can just lay over everything. And I'm going to get into detail about why next week on the podcast. So tune in next week for that. But I'm still not done with my concerns here because I have probably my biggest concern in all of this. As I read on one of those sources mentioned, some people can take it to the extreme. It's becoming more and more common for that to be happening. Somebody else was saying that it started based on a woman who ended up getting sick by her own diet. Well, especially from my perspective, I'm focused on that. I see something with these kinds of restrictions and because of my interest in disordered eating and eating disorders, I see a big potential problem here. There's something called orthorexia. And orthorexia is an eating disorder where the person is very strict and only allowing foods they deem perfect or pure or clean and denying all others. It really becomes a life-dominating problem Unfortunately, the overall message of clean eating, it really can lead vulnerable people towards that really clearly. There is a very clear path from A to Z there. It's not that it's going to lead everybody there, but it can be a very slippery trap, a deceiving trap, especially when it's starting out defining clean eating as meaning a nutritious pattern of foods that you're eating in your lifestyle, you know, yay, But as more information is sought and looked for, it can easily, as you're seeing, morph into calling many foods and food types unhealthy and implying they're unclean, perhaps even dangerous or detrimental. So the clean eating idea or movement from many of the sources we just read about implies that this is clean, therefore that is dirty. This is wrong and this is right. And this message with emotion-grabbing, conscience-involving imperatives, and with its kind of um, subliminal cautions of food dangers in the air, can absolutely lead someone with a tendency towards that orthorexia, which again, is a pretty life-dominating eating disorder. All right, so let's summarize. Clean eating, what are we talking about? Are we just talking about eating the more nutritious foods that you buy in a more natural form and prepare those, which I'm all for. You know, I would love to see a lot of people choosing these very nutritious foods and incorporating these and this way of eating into their lives, but not, not to the exclusion of other things that they enjoy and not equating things like quicker food products or easy to pop in the microwave or oven products with guilt when they need to use these. So is that what clean eating is, or is it just another restrictive food diet? I'd say that while it has elements of first that, you know, nutritious food encouragement, it definitely leans toward the latter of a restrictive food diet. There's too much moralization of foods. There's too much misinformation. There are too many unfounded rules for me to recommend this. Plus, again, I must caution against any message that leads to an eating disorder, which this has shown to do. It's not only unnecessary to engage in such restriction-based eating, even when it's given an important name like clean eating. (laughs) You don't need that in order to be healthy, in order to be nourished. While some of those more reputable sources that we looked at are really just trying to promote nutritious foods, which I too promote, others are just a hot mess of mixed messages, making those hard and fast rules and putting any foods or eating patterns into the quote, not allowed category has proved damaging and is almost always temporary. 
This has been shown over and over and over again, and you really don't need any more evidence, probably, than your own history. So with all of this, what is my advice to you? I'd like you to start questioning some of the messages. Be critical thinkers in all areas of your life, but that includes this. So question some of the labels that are being put on the diet plans or movements of eating, such as clean. Question when you're told to avoid foods. I want to challenge you to start challenging the messages in your mind. Start asking why. What is the reason for it? What is the evidence for it? Now, I know, of course, in doing this, you're likely to have a lot of questions about the messages and about the facts. And so I want you to feel free to ask me those questions. Just go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and you scroll down. You're going to see a questions section for the podcast. You can ask me any question you want for the podcast. You can either type it out there or you can even record your own voice asking it and I can play that on a future podcast. But I'd love to answer your very specific questions in the future on a podcast. Now, also, I would love to help you to incorporate nutritious foods into your lifestyle in a way that you can actually enjoy, which becomes a natural part of your life and your family's lives. You know, nutrition science and its application are so nuanced that it's usually most helpful to have somebody help you to meet your health goals, to find out what your individual needs are with evidence-based help. And if that's you, I would love to work with you one-on-one in a virtual or telehealth setting. Your success will be so much better if you have someone on your side who gets to know your needs, your goals, your lifestyle, who can get you the true information and help you apply it in a non-restrictive, non-judgmental way, in a way that's going to last, in a way that's going to help you achieve a sustainable lifestyle of health. That's the key, a sustainable lifestyle of health. If you're interested in working one-on-one with me, go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and then just click on that free consultation tab. And you can also click on the work with me tab if you want to look at the different options you have for working together with me. I'll also put a direct link to the free consultation tab in the show notes. So until next time, while you're practicing those critical thinking skills, I want you to remember 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or or drink, or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Amen. See you soon, my sisters. Bye.